Hey, hey, everybody. Okay, so today is actually going to be a quick one because it's really not a long drawn out uh, process or anything we really need to dive ridiculously deep into today. But it is, it is something that I get asked a lot. And in the world of network marketing, one of the most common complaints is I just can't find recruits. I can't find people who want to join the opportunity. Um, you know, that is their biggest concern, their biggest hurdle. I put a poll out the other day and almost resounding, like it was just, it was crazy. It was not surprising, but definitely staggering how lopsided it was when it came to like, do you have this problem or that problem? And um, almost everybody was like, I just can't recruit people. I can't find prospects. I can't find people who want to join the opportunity. I cannot find team members for the life of me. Um, and there was a few things I do because I actually have I don't say a problem, but mine is almost like lopsided. I can, I feel like I can almost only always find team members and not customers. And if I do find customers, they almost always become team members. <laughs> and part of me is just like, I just want customers uh, because the company I partner with has an amazing incentive as part of our auto bonus, where if we can get a certain amount of auto ship customers each month, we get, you know, uh, X amount of, of dollars extra towards our auto bonus. And I'm like, I can never get it because all of my people always turn promoter. All of my people always turn distributor. They always become a partner. And I'm like, wow. But again, beggars can't be choosers. I do love uh, the team members that I do have. But here's the thing is that not everybody is designed to be a good distributor, a good promoter, a good business owner, a good business partner. And I want to talk to you guys about how I vet out the people that I partner with when it's my choice. Obviously, if there are customers and they're like, you know, they message me at three in the morning, you know, hey, Courtney, I just switched to promoter. Oh my God, I'm so excited. And I'm like, oh God, <laughs> right? Because you know the personality, you know kind of who they are, at least right now, obviously people change. And I'm not saying to judge people, but I'm definitely saying, you know what your, your, you know what your gut and your intuition tells you. And you know when someone is right now where they are in life is gonna be good at a certain thing or if they're not, right? It doesn't mean that they'll never be good at it or whatever, but your intuition and your gut knows and it tells you, that they could be really good at this because they have the skills, they have the personality, right? Um, people who are leaders are alphas. People who are followers are betas, right? And beta personalities just don't excel in this kind of industry, right? They're, they're okay with being status quo. They're okay with being mid-level. They're okay with just making a little bit here and there. They do not lead. They do not host trainings. They do not strive for excellence. They just, they're okay with mediocrity and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you are trying to build a kick-ass team and get to like high levels of earning, you want a team filled with alphas and you want a team filled with people who go after the most, who do the most, who believe the most, right? And how do you find those people? First of all, you need to be leveraging systems. So if you haven't yet listened to the podcast that's before this, I believe it's like episode eight or nine or something, go listen to that. Okay, because right then and there, you're already going to be recruiting pre-qualified people who are more open to your opportunity or product. So go listen to that. Pause this. Go listen to that one first and then come back. Okay, if you're listening to these backwards. <laughs> um, 
So let's talk about that. So first and foremost, what I do is I do lead generation. I leverage systems more than I leverage people. I find it's more efficient. I find it's more effective because I'm a mom and a, and a wife and I actually like spending time with them. And I have learned over time that when I'm just leveraging other people, um, how many of you have ever come uh, to the realization that you can't depend on people? <laughs> like if you're in network marketing, especially, how many of you realize like, wow, my team is super dependable. Wow, I can totally count on people to be consistent and do all the things all the time, no matter what. Uh, no. I'm just the type of person where I'm like, I don't want to have to depend on other people's give a shit meter, right? Um, to always be high, because we know that's not the case. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to use the OPE, right? Other people's efforts, like leveraging other people's efforts. That's going to be supplementary. Okay, that's just gonna be like the icing in the cherry or whipped cream in the cherry and icing, whatever. I don't know how many people put cherries and icing together, but, but you get the point, okay? Um, and instead, I'm gonna be leveraging a system. I'm gonna be leveraging a system that attracts my ideal person, right? That attracts alphas, that attracts leaders, that attracts people with the correct personality that I want because of the value that I'm offering, right? And what you put out, you get. So if you're constantly putting out, and this goes for everybody, okay? If you're constantly putting out on your social media or on the stuff that you're offering or the lives that you do or the messaging in your stories or whatever, if you're constantly putting out that your opportunity is easy and quick and free and all those words, guess what kind of people you're gonna be attracting? People who want it for free, people who are entitled, people who are lazy, people who don't wanna do the most, people who are betas, right? followers, guess what you're going to have to be doing? Constantly showing up for them to make them give a shit. You're constantly going to be showing up, extracting the minimum from them. You're going to be in the chats all the time being like, hey, everybody, where are you at? Hey, everybody, how about we show up to the Zoom? Hello, guys. Woohoo. Right? You don't want to do that. One, that is a waste of your time. And number two, a team full of betas doesn't get to the top. I don't care if you're the most alpha alpha you know. It's not happening. So you need to recruit other alphas. And alphas are people who are confident, who are unyielding, who go after what they want, people who know their worth, people who are open to learning and are coachable and then take action immediately because again, they're confident. They don't need you to be confident for them. Okay. Betas rely on alpha's confidence to get them where they need to go. They are also like energy vampires. They suck the energy out of you. And trust me when I say, if you have enough of those on your team, you will be bled dry and you will want nothing to do with this industry. Trust me on that. Okay. And your girl's just telling you from experience. So what do I do? What are the questions I ask people, whether they are organic recruits from my social media, if they're people in my inbox, if they are uh, from my leads? Number one is I don't chase people. I don't chase people. I will not be all up in your inbox, cold messaging you, trying to get you on my opportunity call, try doing ooh, hiccups, try doing this, that, and the other thing. I do not chase people. Why? Alphas don't chase people. Sorry, I gotta adjust my mic for a sec. Alphas do not chase people, right? I want you to kind of go back to dating because I compare dating to the world of network marketing and recruiting all the time because it's literally the same. Who is the alpha in the relationship? Okay, if you are 
um, pursuing a new relationship, right? You like went on a date and you kind of want a second date. The alpha is the person who reaches out first. Uh, excuse me. The alpha is the per- the alpha is the person who either makes the first move and makes shit happen, or waits until the beta does it first and then responds. Okay, because they don't chase people. They either ask. They either they either message first and like, hey, I had a really great time. I'd love to go on another date with you. If the person's like, mm, well, I, they're like, okay, cool, moving on. Right? They don't chase people. They're like, oh, okay. Um, uh, well, what about next Tuesday then? Well, what about uh, uh, oh, you can't do that either. Oh, okay. What 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 about? Nope, that's a beta, because you're chasing them. You're like, oh, okay, awesome. If you want to hang out, let me know. You feel free to text me, whatever. And then they just they go about their merry life. Or they hold out and let the beta test. They let the beta text them first, or call them first, or message them first, or whatever. Right? Because they don't chase. Stop chasing people. Put your stuff out there. Let people come to you. Because again, alphas position themselves with assertive posture because they don't grovel. Okay? Stop groveling. Stop being a beta. Number two, when I get people in my inbox, I do not consider that a pre-qualified lead. I consider that just somebody who's curious. And my job is to separate people who are curious from people who are serious. So what a lot of people are afraid to do is make them go to work right away. They're like, well, they don't work for me. I'm going to scare them away. Listen, if I scare them away by asking them to do something, I don't want them on my flipping team. I want people who are ready to work. I want people who are ready to go after stuff. I want people who are ready, ready, ready. Okay. So when people are up in my inbox, if you're going to message me, if you listen to this, you're like, I want to be on her team and you're going to message me, be prepared to work, sis. Okay. Here's what I do. I pre-qualify them myself and I say, wow, that's so awesome. What interested you? And I ask them some questions, right? And I'm like, awesome. Well, it sounds like you're really interested in this, right? I present them with the opportunity. I talk a little bit about it. I automate that, by the way. I do not waste time going over the opportunity again and again and again and again and again because I talk about it so frequently. If you talk about something more than twice in a day, you need to automate it. Number one, okay? Don't waste time with that shit. And and, and most people are like, well, it takes the personal aspect. No, You're still talking to them and you're going to get to know them. But when you're pitching the opportunity and you're presenting the opportunity, it's all the same shit. So automate it, make a video of with your face in it, talk to them, do whatever, but that's going to be the stuff that you can automate. Nothing is wrong with that. It saves you time and effort and you're leveraging systems. Again, go back to the last podcast. (laughs) Okay. Anything you find yourself repeating over and over and over again, you need to automate that. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's how you talk about the product, how you talk about the opportunity, how you talk about how to order. You need to automate it. You need to make a video, a screenshot video, thingy, whatever. You need to automate it, okay? Moving forward. Ask some questions. And this is taking a page out of my previous life as a therapist, right? And a uh, intervention we used to call motivational interviewing. And what this does is it gauges the person's readiness for change. And so... You are going to ask them a series of gauging questions, measuring questions that help you understand where they are at and whether or not or how ready they are to move forward or to change. Okay. And I'm going to give them to you here in a second. So they get up in my inbox. I show them the automated video or whatever that I've made. I get back to them and say, Hey, what did you, you know, actually, here's the thing. I tell them to get with me. I don't chase them. 
So I say, hey, watch this video. When you're done watching it, get back with me. I'll answer your questions. If people don't get back with me, boom, they have taken themselves out of my funnel. You can then come to me when you're ready. I don't care if it's tomorrow, an hour from now, a year from now. I'm not chasing you. You come to me. I. The moment you start to chase people, you will continue to chase them the rest of your relationship with them. I'm not starting it now. They will come to me. I present them with the opportunity. Hey, when you're done watching this, let me know. Right? At the very, at the very least, I might say, this is about a 16-minute video. When you're, I'm going to send it to you in about 17 minutes, I'm going to message you and we can talk about the, the details. If I message them and say, hey, what do you think about the video? And I don't hear back from them for hours, not texting them again. They can come to me. The ball's in their court. Okay. I don't want to chase people because once you start doing it from the beginning, you will do it for the rest of your relationship. So knock that shit off. Number two. If they go ahead and ask me some questions, right? And they're like, oh my God, that sounds really good. And so I would love to do that, right? And you're kind of moving into the next phase. I say, wow, okay, so first you want to gauge their emotion, okay? Wow, it seems like you're super excited about this. On a scale of one to 10, how excited are you about starting this opportunity, okay? Because emotion is part of it. It's not all of it, but it is part of it, okay? So I ask them, I want to gauge their emotion, their emotional buy-in. I would say, wow, it sounds like you're super hyped about this. I love that. Can I ask you a question? On a scale of one to 10, how excited are you to begin this opportunity, right? They're going to give you some number. Uh, anything over a seven, a seven or over, I'm like, wow, you are super excited. I love that you're so hyped about this. What makes you so excited? Okay. Ask them because that's going to be part of their why. If they're not a seven or above, I don't even bother. <laughs> Okay. I don't even bother. I'm like, Hey, you know what? It just seems like you're not that excited about the opportunity, but here's the, here's the thing. I'll ask them to, I'll ask them a question. I said, wow, it seems like you're not that, that excited about the opportunity. Do you mind me asking, you know, kind of what's keeping you on the fence what's keeping you from feeling super excited? Okay. And they're going to give me some bullshit. They're going to give me some whatever. And I'm like, Hey, you know what? That's totally cool. It's totally normal. I felt that way too, right? You're going to use the feel, felt, found the three F's. But you know what I found is I found that over time, I kind of gained the confidence to be able to do blah, 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 blah. You know what? I think that maybe this might not be your time and maybe you need to work on X, Y, Z, right? The things I told you that they're nervous about. And when, when you're kind of in a better place, how about you reach back out to me and we can talk about it then. Because I don't want people who are less than flippant excited. Okay. Because that is part of it. Having, having high emotional buy-in is definitely part of the process. So I asked them on a scale of one to 10, how excited are you to start this opportunity? Right. They gave me a seven or higher. I'm like, wow, that is so awesome. I love people who are super excited and super pumped. Uh, tell me, what are some of the things you're most excited about? What are some of those things that are making you really excited? Then write this down. Then I say, right. Cause now I know how excited they are. I know their emotional buy-in. I want to know their energy buy-in, their effort buy-in. I want to know now they're excited, but what are they going to do? So I'm like, wow, it sounds like you're super excited. Can I ask you another question on a scale of one to 10? How ready are you to do the things necessary to get where you want to go? Right. A lot of them may be like, well, well, what's necessary? And I'm honest. I'm like, hey, you know, getting on trainings a couple times a week, um, you know, taking 30 minutes out of your day here and there to do some income producing activities like reaching out to people, expanding your network. How open are you to trying new things and doing some lead generation stuff? I mean, obviously, I'm going to help you do that. Um, how, how ready are you to like partner with me and be available in your messenger for me to check in with you? Um, you know, I want to, I'm trying to gauge whether you're looking at this like a business opportunity or as a hobby. So you tell me how ready are you to do the things necessary to grow a business? 
same thing. If they are a six or below, they are not ready yet. These are people that if they are a six or below, they are either insecure, they're not confident, they're lacking skills, they don't know what they want to do, they're lazy, they're not ready to put forth the effort that's necessary to do what needs to be done to succeed. These are going to be people that you are messaging every single day, that you are conjuring up effort, that you are making them show up and it is not authentic. These are the people who are not willing to do the do to get the get. Don't bother with these people. Now, on the flip side of that, if they are seven or above, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. So uh, let's say the first one, how excited they are is a seven. Actually, let's say it's a 10. Okay. Wow. I'm super excited. I'm like a 10. I could, oh, oh my God. I could probably be a 12. Okay. Wow. Wow. Janice, you sound super excited. I love that. And then when I asked them how ready they are, they're like, well, probably like a seven. I'm like, wow. Okay. That's still, that's still pretty high. So it sounds like you're willing to learn. Um, that you're open to trying new things, that you're semi-available. That's awesome. Can I ask you another question? What's keeping you from being a 10? I know you said you were a seven and you're a 10 for excitement. So what's in that gap? What's keeping you from being a 10? Okay, That's, that, oh, that is such a vital question because that is the gap that keeps them from pure excellence. Those are the hurdles they will butt up against that will block them from blessings. It is crucial for you to understand what keeps them, you know, what what is in in the middle, what is keeping them from being a 10. Well, I'm just, I'm just really not super confident. Um, I'm I'm actually in nursing school, I'm a single mom, I just don't, right? So you know whether it's time, you know whether it's knowledge, you know whether it's Uh, confidence, you know what to work on. So then you can say, okay, so I'm hearing that, you know, you're, you're probably, you're feeling like you're going to struggle with time uh, because you're a single mom, you're in college, you know, time isn't really on your side, right? So you're also lacking confidence because you're just not sure. What if I told you blah, 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 right? So you're offering a solution, you know, hey, what if we found a way that I could get you the Zoom schedule ahead of time and we could try to figure out maybe two a week that you could hop on? Does that sound fair? I never ask if it sounds good. Always ask, does that sound fair? How about we start there, right? If I could find some Zooms that you were able to get on twice a week uh, that could help you learn, does that sound fair? And then you can say, you know, oh, it sounds like you're lacking confidence. You know, that's totally normal, right? You feel felt found. Totally normal. I felt that way too. I didn't know what I was doing. I felt super insecure. I wasn't sure if I was going to do it right. I let it held me back. But what I found was I just did it and I allowed myself to suck in the beginning. And the more I did it, the better I got. Is that something you're willing to do? If I partner with you, are you open to doing that? Does that sound fair? Yeah, that sounds fair. Okay, cool. So like, then I, then I put them to work immediately. I'm like, awesome. How about this? How about we schedule a live launch two days from now? Are you free at this time? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do a live. Hey, Janice, remember we said that we were going to get out of our comfort zone, that I was going to partner with you. And then I was going to be there every step of the way to help you grow and become more confident. Yeah. Well, there's no time like the present. Let's do it now. Let's start working on bettering that right now so that you can be better and be more awesome and be more confident sooner. Okay right? I waste no time putting them to work. And then I say, awesome. Welcome to the team. Uh, I'm so excited to introduce you to, you know, to my family. I can't wait to get you integrated. We have a resource page. I'm going to plug you into that. Uh, What I want you to do right now 
If you can take 10 minutes, I want you to make a list of people who are like your ride or dies. We're not going to cold message them. We're not going to reach out to them. We're not going to do anything. I want you to just make a list of people that you would consider like your ride or dies. People that are like there for you no matter what. I want you to make a list of like 10, 10 to 25 people. Okay, here's the thing. The whole point is not like to reach out to them or to create leads. I mean, we can definitely go from that list. But the point is, I want to see if they'll do it. I want to give them an actionable task. I want to see how quickly they take action, how fully they take action, and if they even take action. If they start hitting me with excuses from the moment we partner together, that's already my cue how seriously I'm going to take them. Because they are going to prove to me that they want a spot on this team. It is not up to you to prove yourself to them. Okay, you will do that over time as a bomb ass leader. But when you posture yourself and you position yourself as the alpha and you say, this is my team, if you want a spot, you're going to prove yourself. Okay, because here's the thing. Most people are like, oh my God. Here, like I said, when you want to recruit the best, you be the best. You need to create scarcity and urgency. And if you're like, hey, you totally can be on this team, but we only accept the best. You know, why are certain sports franchises the best? Because they only recruit the best. Why are some restaurants $100 a plate? Because they hire the best chef and they only buy the best food. So guess what? You don't get clientele that come in only expecting to, you know, to, to pay $40. No, you get people who fully know exactly what they're walking into. You get the best of the best clients. You need to be that person. Stop groveling. Stop scraping the bottom of the barrel to get people and expecting to be a millionaire, expecting to be successful. No, all you're going to be doing is spending a shitload of time doing stuff you don't want to do that is eventually going to exhaust you and make you quit. If that's your motive, if that's your MO, if that's what you want to do when you join this opportunity, be my guest. Stop settling. Only accept the best. And I know some of you out there that are like mucho lovers and nurturers and you're like, oh my gosh, well, everybody deserves an opportunity. Yes, you are giving literally everybody the opportunity, but not everyone will take the opportunity. And my friend, that is who you need to focus on. You need to focus on extending the opportunity to everybody. Yes, but oh my goodness, you need to focus on the people who are willing to take the opportunity and take it seriously and value your time. You tell people exactly how you want to be treated by what you're willing to accept. And if you constantly accept excuses and them needing and relying on you for everything and you needing to be up in their inbox to tell them to give a crap and to wake up and to do their IPAs and to do all these things, honey, they do not deserve a spot on your team. If you thought to yourself, who on my team acts like that? Who on my team behaves like that? You could probably trim so much fat off your team, you might have like four people left. But sister or brother, it'll be such a better team. Nobody will be wasting their time. Everybody will be showing up. Everybody will be hustling. Everybody will be owning their own shit. Everybody will be working better together. I would much rather have a small team full of bad asses than a team full of half asses. No. As you do this, and the longer you do this, your time is the most precious commodity above any amount of money you will make. Stop wasting your time. The biggest waste of your time is people. 
set the precedence from the very beginning. Be an alpha. Be confident. Posture yourself as the authority. Posture yourself as the end all, beat all, thing to be, place to join. When you do, you will start recruiting so much more high quality people. People who want to show up, people who are confident, people who want to perform, people who are open to learning, people who are coachable, people who are always striving, people who are pouring into themselves and understanding the importance of self-development, right? You are not uh, trying to convince them that they want this. You are not trying to remind them just to do the bare minimum. No, no. So that's my challenge to you. Start asking those motivational interviewing questions, gauging their excitement, gauging their willingness to change and what they're able to do, understanding what's in that gap, why they aren't a 10, figuring out the things that are holding them back, the hurdles, partner with them, create an action plan, then give them an actionable task immediately. Then help them conquer one of those things, right? One of those hurdles that makes, you know, that the things that keep them, you know, oh, they're a seven, what keeps them from being a 10? They're going to list all these things that keep them from being a 10. Pick one of those things and conquer it immediately. For a lot of people, it's going live. For a lot of people, it's hosting a Zoom. It's feeling not, not confident. It's not knowing the product. It's not knowing this. Great. Pick one of those things and conquer it immediately. Awesome. I know that you're not confident on the product. Actually, uh, let's do this together. Let's do this training together. Uh, it's tomorrow at this time. Or, hey, I have this PDF where we can go over the products together. Let's, you have, you have you know, 10 minutes to hop on a Zoom. Let's go over it. If it's going live, hey, let's schedule your live launch you know, in two days' time. Are you, are you available at Thursday at 8 p.m., whatever? Pick one of those insecurities. Pick one of those things and conquer it immediately. Guys, I I barely breathe during this, so I'm like super out of breath. (laughs) Thanks for bearing with me. But um, I love you guys so much. And I know that a lot of what I talk about just probably a super opposite of what, you know, your uplines and your sidelines and your CEOs and all these people talk about. And I'm just telling you that if it works for overall human behavior, because we work in a very human business, it's applicable and it works. And not a lot of professionals who understand that aspect of human functioning apply it to the business aspect. But I'm telling you, when you do, you are going to have a tremendously different business. So Thank you, my friend, for taking time out of your day to listen to this. I hope it brought you some value. If it did, please screenshot this and share it on your on your Instagram or your Facebook. Tag me at the CourtneyRogers.co, and let me know your biggest takeaway. Um, also, as always, let me know if there's some subjects you want me to touch on, things you want me to talk about. I love your feedback. Um, it really informs these podcasts. I want to make sure they're serving you. So I want to also make sure that I am talking about things that are relevant to you and your journey. So I love you guys. Thank you so much. Until next time, I will catch you on the next episode. Peace. <laughs>